You're listening to The Simple Truth, an LL Canada podcast. We hope this message will bring transformation, not just information, and encourage and challenge you into a deeper relationship with Jesus. Trust is such a simple word that's part of our everyday mm -hmm. conversations, mm -hmm. and yet we may overlook very easily the importance and its, its vitality mm. in marriage. Because the closer a person is to you, mm. the, the more you want to build and develop a sense of safety together. What we often don't think of is that trust is that thing that helps you feel safe. And mm. if you don't trust, you often don't feel safe. Right. And of course, if you don't feel safe, you're, it's harder to be vulnerable and, and it just gets into, it, it affects this, this very simple common word affects a lot of the dynamics yeah, in our marriages. Yes. And um, so, so trust is that confidence that you place in the other person mm. that you kind of know how they're going to respond, uh, where they're gonna be at. It's mm. not just predictability. It's a confidence in both their character and their conduct that helps you feel safe. Does that make sense? So it, it almost um, alludes to a, a bit of consistency on their part. Mm -hmm. So that um, in your relationship, you really get to know each other and there aren't surprises or curveballs that come mm -hmm. in to hurt the trust. There can be new information. Mm -hmm. There's lots of new information. I went shopping mm -hmm. today and I ran into so-and-so. Right. Or I went shopping today and I ran into another car. This is new information. <laughs> but they're not trust violations. They both, right. they, they have different implications, obviously, mm -hmm. right? Um, I went shopping today and I spent $1,000 more than I told you I would. Mm -hmm. Why is that third option mm -hmm. a trust infraction? Mm -hmm. One, because I haven't kept my word $1,000 more than I told you I would, mm -hmm. right? I haven't kept my word now. Mm -hmm. And it's in the area of money. Money is very important because it makes us feel secure. It's not supposed to be our security. The Lord Jesus, if he had his way, mm -hmm. would um, set us free from yeah, that bondage. But for many of us, we look to it as a place of security. We'll save that for another yeah. day. But so this is trust gets violated. If mm -hmm. I go outside of the boundaries, I've said I would go outside. Right. If I said, I'm going shopping and I might spend $1,000 we don't have today, and she can roll around, yeah, here we go again. But there's, that doesn't mm. mean that that, um, what, builds trust. Right. It still could be a trust. So builder. an infringement of trust really can be hidden, can't it? And it really, you know, that hiddenness or it's, it's not really an overt lie, but it's not really being honest. And it really, really rails against a relationship that's meant to actually grow in a nurturing environment of trust and safety. So if we go, just some examples of it. I guess before we go into examples, what I want to tell you is that um, we've come to understand that trust is essential for a relationship to be close, mm. but it involves a cost and a risk. Mm. This is very important because um, with the cost and the risk, the, the two words that I would, well, there's different words around it, but, but cost to me speaks of sacrifice mm. and risk speaks of vulnerability. Right, yeah. In our relationship with God, there's both um, cost and risk. Mm. A lot of people get scared and they pull back from the cost 
and risk in our relationship with God. I'll just play it safe. Right. And what you actually find spiritually mm, in your relationship with Jesus, you'll neutralize the power of the gospel in your life if you hold back in a sense to save your bacon or play it safe, mm. right? Because you're not trusting God. The scriptures say in Hebrews chapter uh, 11, I believe it is, is that without faith, it's impossible to please him. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that's not just with God. I think it translates into our relationships that there's, there's a vulnerability mm-hmm. and a sacrifice that's part of our relationships with each other. And when we get scared, we pull back. So I don't engage in the relationship with Karen vulnerably. I'm staying back here and protecting myself, right? So, right. so trust involves that cost and risk. It can be easily broken. Like yeah. you mentioned, sometimes we know, most of the time we don't know. Yeah. You know, if, if we go to a party one night and I start telling jokes about how Karen drives. Ooh, so I'm good. finding humor. This is a hypothetical situation. But I'm finding humor. No, I should. I might have done this once when we were early married. I, I don't remember. I think you might have received a kick under the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was out in the open. I'm yeah. not sure. Okay. But I'm finding humor hmm. at my wife's expense. So in other words, I'm humiliating her hmm. in front of people. Mm-hmm. That's a mean thing to do. It's, it's the, mm-hmm. one of the lowest forms of humor mm-hmm. is to find the funny at someone else's right. expense. Right. If I did it in front of my family, mm. so I run her down in front of now my family, mm. who's probably going to take my side over Karen, I throw her under the bus. I can say it's no big deal because I'm clueless about it, but it, it's a big deal, right. Right? right? Now, I violated trust just having some fun. Yeah. Could we find actually that my wife doesn't want to go to parties? Mm. And what do I say? What's wrong with you? Mm. And she says, what's your answer? Mm. Well, nothing. <laughs> nothing or I could even actually say what the issue is. But if there's not a reality of accepting the issue, then we don't move forward. Okay. So maybe I could, you're being gentle. If there isn't reality, but if there isn't humility, mm. if I will not listen to my spouse, tell me what I'm like to live with. We're in trouble because I'm putting up walls so that we can't connect emotionally. Mm. This lady lives with me. No one on earth knows me as well as she does. She might be my enemy and she might attack me. I highly doubt that. <laughs> it takes a lot of nerve. And I would love to say that I've, I, I've welcomed this, but I haven't always been very, very much part of my maturing to realize she can tell me the truth even when she's angry at me. Mm. And I need to know. And if I've broken trust and I'm clueless about it, now she's the only person that can tell me. So she's the only person that has a little bit of a um, reality clue on what's happening in our relationship. Do you follow what I'm saying? Now, is it just men that break trust? No. How? How would a woman break trust? There's lots of ways a woman can break trust. Okay, we're just not going to talk about them right now. (laughs) So what makes trust difficult or breaks, you know, I think Kent alluded to, is the relationship a safe one? Yes. Is there safety in the relationship? Um, And and we also talked about, you know, uh, trust is fragile. And so little things can build it up 
and little things can tear it down. That's so true. And so it's so important actually when we've had broken trust issue, we might have quite a few, but I would suggest maybe just taking one on at a time. Um, you know, working, you know, if it's a financial breaking of trust, to work at it in a loving enough environment where actually you can start to gain some ground. And so, um, you know, unfortunately, when there's big breaches of trust, they don't just heal over time. Actually, we found that. So yeah. many couples who've been through a trust breach, yeah. they go on, but it doesn't heal unless you go right. back and intentionally heal Right. It. It's intentional work, isn't it? It, it really is, to, yeah. To heal those trusts. And so rebuilding trust, what does that look like? It, it really, I think uh, the essence of it is actually facing reality. And yeah. each one of us facing reality for where we've actually broken trust with the other. And, um, you know, um, one of the things that can be really important is to talk about it openly, to be able to discuss it, to get it all out on the table, per se, and to try to do it in a way where we give each other permission to hear each other's heart. Now, that might be difficult for most couples. They might be afraid of it. Mm -hmm. They might be afraid of all the guilt and the shame that comes up because, you know, when there's been a breach trust, often there'll be some shame because there's maybe been some sinful behavior. And so one of the things is to remember um, this person isn't your enemy and to really allow um, that relationship to have the opportunity to say, I'm here for you. I'm with you. I want to see us grow. Um, and to um, be able to actually in, give an invitation to be honest and to demonstrate being safe too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes actually to be able to have trust rebuilt for you, you need to actually be the one that steps forward first and say, hey, I've broken trust in our relationship and I need to actually, not in a manipulative way, but in a way that actually just takes the first step forward. And I want to just apologize for, you know, uh, these areas where I've broken trust. And if you're really courageous, you can ask your spouse and say, would you like to share with me in, you know, any areas that you've felt that I've broken trust with you? Now, that's a scary thing to ask your spouse. It's really, really vulnerable. But actually, if you want your relationship to get into that area, Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's facing these things together, but I also want to say it's inviting God into this. We're not just trying to navigate on our own no, no. and have a communication class. We're actually trying to become more holy and we're actually inviting God. So, you know, if Kent is able to share something that I've done where I've broken trust with him, my natural defense mechanism would be to be angry and to be defensive and to have all sorts of reactions. But if I, if I choose to invite God into it, I can say, God, would you help me hear him? Would you help me hear his heart? Um, I've hurt him, whether it was intentional or not. God, I invite you to just anchor my emotions right now. Give me the courage to just listen. You know, just listening does so much, doesn't it? We don't have to change overnight. But I uh, think yeah. part of the healing begins when somebody feels heard and they feel like they're known. That, to me, is the start of healing. You know, the behavior might change over time, but the healing really starts to gain some traction, doesn't it? Thank you for joining this episode of The Simple Truth. Visit LLCanadaCourses.com for more information about LL Canada and the resources we offer.